guys, it is Allison, and I am back with season two of It's Simple Yada, and I am so excited to be back. I'm excited to be here with you guys. I am excited to go down this journey with you guys and to continue to talk about our life and how the word works with life the way that we know it, right? I am your host, Allie, and here at It's Simple Yada, we like to live in purpose and we strive in purpose. We strive to be our most authentic, unfiltered selves. And as long as we're striving for passion and purpose, then purpose will find us and the Lord will meet us there, right? So I just want to start off by saying thank you for all of the love and support that I got from the first season of A Simple Yada. Your feedback has been beautiful. Um, 10 before 33 was a baby that I birthed and I had no intentions of birthing. But in that season, I was able to tackle some triggers and I was able to have a deeper love for myself, right? So thank you. Thank you for your love and your support. And if you are new to this journey, take a look back at season one and subscribe, like, share with your friends. Um, We're going to build a community. We're going to build a community of purpose-driven people. And I would love to have you a part of it. Right? So if I'm being completely honest, I have been trying for a very long time to record this. I have been dealing with a lot of emotions and transitions in this season. And I feel like for me especially, like the last couple of years of my life have been a huge transitional period. Each period of transition having its own rise setting theme and ending in my opinion but it seems like I've gone from one transitional phase right into another one and I've wondered for a very long time like why the Lord is doing this like why is he doing things in such a quick and hastened manner and you know, we've heard a lot of prophetic words about what this year was. And one of them being that this year was the answer. And I got a lot of answers this year. But I also got more questions, right? And so as I was sitting down with God the other day and I was talking with him, I was really just explaining my heart. And asking him, like, why it seems like I'm going through transition after transition that comes with one storm after the next that is always heavy and always leaning on me prophetically, like, Lord, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing to me, right? Because I don't know about y'all, but I definitely asked the Lord, like, what you be doing to me? And... I stopped and I was like, it's not even about patience at this point because 
I have patience. And if we're all being honest, like patience is that P word that we don't be praying for. We don't be asking for because we know that when we ask for patience, we're going to get situations to give us patience, right? So the Lord was like, not patience, but endurance. And so... I was like, okay, but like, what's the difference? Because if you look it up in the dictionary and you look it up in the Bible, like sometimes they will use patience to explain endurance. But I figured out that they are two totally different things and they pair well together like a wine with a really great steak, (laughs) but they're not the same at all. And today... If I have to give this a title, which I do, it's really going to be pair your patience with endurance or pair your patience. Okay. And so we're going to talk about it. We're going to be real honest today about a lot of things. So come with me on this journey tonight. So if you know me, you know, I like a good definition. Okay. So if you look up the definition for patience, it means the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Right. And that sounds very interesting because like, that's of course the Webster's dictionary. But if we look at patience in this lens, it literally is saying that I have the capacity, I have the bandwidth to tolerate a delay, to tolerate trouble, or any other shifts in my life without me showing an emotion for angry or being upset. And I don't necessarily think that's true of patience. Like, I think that you can be patient and still be angry. I think you could be patient and still be upset, but I think it's how we maneuver in those emotions that helps us to build our patience, right? Like we are human. And at the end of the day, we're still gonna feel our emotions. So yes, something may upset me, something may make me mad, but if I'm not acting out on them, But more so expressing that in a healthy manner, I still think patience could be seen as that, right? But if you look at the biblical definition for patience, right? Patience means a quality of self-restraint or not giving way to anger, even in the face of provocation, right? And when we talk about patience in the Bible, like it is attributed to both God and man. And sometimes they say it's closely related to mercy and compassion, which, you know, I can see. But the biggest point about patience is that it's a fruit of the spirit, right? And, you know, we find that in Galatians 5 and 22, all of the fruits of the spirit. But patience is a fruit of the spirit that is hard to cultivate. Let's be real, right? It can be hard to face and it can be difficult to swallow especially when we are doing everything that we are supposed to do and the Lord is still like wait we have been praying 
and asking God to do things or to change things in our lives. And while we're sowing, he's still lightweight. It's that one thing that you have been praying to the Lord for. Maybe you've been praying for a relationship. Maybe you've been praying for marriage. Maybe you've been praying to see healing in your family. And while you are out here prophesying to the nations, while you are out here singing and writing songs to the Lord, while you are out here sowing and being hospitable to even those raggedy people at your job, because it's always raggedy people at our jobs, the Lord still tells us to wait. I can't speak for nobody else, but there's a level of frustration and patience, right? If you're not frustrated, like, are you really working your patience? And if you are, are you really being honest about your feelings with patience? I know for me, it makes me think about how many people in the Bible, like, really in the Bible had to deal with patience and how the Lord dealt with them and how their feelings were revealed in that process, right? Because that's like, come on, let's, let's be honest about it. If you ask me, Job is good for patience up until like chapter like 39. After that, it turns into endurance. We're going to talk about that. But like, Job is a good one. Job was favored by the Lord. Satan was looking for somebody to tempt. The Lord gives Satan Job. He tells Satan, you can mess with his family, but you you can't touch him, right? And so Satan goes and crops get burned and his livestock gets stolen and his family is in a building in his house and the building topples or his house topples and kills everyone in his family minus his wife right and he is in mourning like he rips his clothes. He puts ash on his face. He is in actual mourning for the the circumstances in his life that have taken part. And he is sad. He is upset. But he still praises the Lord. Right? That would be the best example of patience. Like, even in his frustration. Even in his grief. Even in the fact that he is showing emotion. He is still giving God reverence. He is still going to trust the Lord. He is still going to lean on the Lord and not his own understanding. The true understanding of patience is knowing how to navigate that through your circumstances, through your feelings, through your mind, through everything that is going on, like, we we want to say that emotions are taboo, and I don't know who this is for, but I keep hearing it. Like, we, we think that emotions are taboo, but the emotion is not what's taboo. It's literally how we orchestrate or we act within those emotions. 
And it's if we choose to act out of our anger or out of our grief or out of our sadness in a manner that does not glorify God, that's what makes them bad. But our emotions, they're never bad. So how can we have patience when our life is falling apart? I know you're asking because I know I asked God because I was like, bro, you want me to talk about this? Like, we don't really have to talk about it, right? I dare to challenge you to think that the best time to cultivate your patience is when everything is falling apart. The Lord is so beautiful and he knows his creation. He knows his children. So... If I want my child to cultivate patience, sometimes I have to deconstruct what they know and what they see as the norm. Sometimes that means I'm going to have to take away things that would be their comfort and make them lean on me, right? If, If we never had to lean on the Lord, If we never had to find ourselves cuddled up in his arms, leaning on him and not our own selves, leaning not on our own understanding of the situation, but trusting the Lord to walk us through, how can we say that we would ever cultivate patience? It is in the trials that we go through, that the Lord is able to cultivate these things in us. When it's a time when your life was going well and you said, oh Lord, give me patience. That's not even functional. It's not realistic because that doesn't happen. But it's in the trial. It's in the hard time. When you're in the middle of waiting That you're like, Lord, just give me patience. Not realizing that he's already doing that, right? Because the Lord knows the prayers that we're going to pray before we pray them. So he gives us situations to put us in the midst of a hard time. To cultivate the thing that we're asking for. Before we even ask for it. And he does this with us in mind. Knowing that... There's going to come a time when we're going to have to have more faith, more patience than what we have now. But when that time comes, we won't be crushed in the waiting. We won't be crushed by the weight of the breaking. But instead, even while we're breaking, even while we may be getting crushed, he is able to maintain us with the patience that we've learned. So, patience is great. Patience is beautiful. It's it's something that we don't talk about a lot because we don't want to talk about it because it comes with discipline. And that's a whole nother conversation that we're going to have at a later date. But patience, if looked at in the right manner, can be so beautiful and and so healing to our trauma and and our wounds if we allow it to be. Now, endurance, on the other hand, I really think is a broad product of patience. 
And I say that because if you look up the definition for endurance, it's the ability of an organism to exert itself and remain active for a long period of time, as well as its ability to resist, withstand, recover from, and have immunity to trauma, wounds, or fatigue. What? Did y'all hear that? If not, go back and, you know, rewind back like 20 seconds and listen to it. But literally, like, endurance is a byproduct of patience. Like, I learn how to wait so well that even when storms come my way, storms that used to try and punk me, they don't punk me no more. And even when the storms hit harder than they used to, I'm able to resist and withstand them because I think back on what I've already been through. And I realize that if I went through this and the Lord was there, then I'm going through this now and the Lord is still here. Like he has not forgotten about me. Like I can still stand on those promises that he has given me and know that they will come to pass because he didn't leave me before. He won't forsake me now. And if you remember before in Jeremiah, we learned that as the as the Lord has covenant with the moon and the sun, and he has not broken it with them, he cannot break his covenants with the sons of David or the heritage of David, which is us. So like all of the promises that have come from the Lord that he has put on our lives, that he has placed on our lives, he can't break those covenants. He can't break those promises because then he would have to break his covenant with the sun and the moon to rise and set and create day and to create systems right that means that if the sun and moon help to construct day and night and that's our system that we know for the day changing the weather changing the months changing if he is going to cancel that covenant he's literally strategically canceling out any type of way for us to know when our days end he is canceling out when the month ends when the weeks begin when the weeks change over like if he cancels that covenant he is ensuing chaos right so then the lord can never ensue chaos because he is not a god of chaos but a god of order so if he is not going to do that to that to the covenant then he can never cancel his promises or covenants with us Which means that if I'm going through storm after storm after storm and the Lord is telling me, just wait, your promise is on this one. Your promise is on the other side of that one. Just wait. I'm building you. Just wait. Then that means I can now be assured that those promises are coming. They may not come the way I want them to. They may not come the way I like. They may not even come in the right fun size for me. But the promise is so unique to me because it was built for me. Right? But sometimes we don't recognize it unless we go through some stuff to get to it. So if we don't ever learn endurance, if we don't ever learn how to endure, how 
are we going to be able to see the gift for what it is? To see the promise for what it is? If we never gain patience, how are we able to endure until the promise and not get weary and well-doing? When was the last time that you were able to really sit down with the Lord and ask him, what does my patience look like? What does my endurance look like? When was the last time that you were able to self-evaluate? Because if the Lord gave you a test tomorrow that called you to endure, do you think that you would be able to do it? Or would you fold? Understanding that endurance is such a key piece and so is patience. Like, we can't afford to allow our minds to get wrapped up in our now and miss the big promise. We cannot allow our minds to get clouded by what's currently going on and we miss the big promise or we miss the sustaining power of God in our lives. There has to be, there has to be a barrier. There has to be boundaries. There has to be accountability to ourselves to follow through with the things that we said we would do for the Lord. We serve a God that's never going to give up on us. That's never going to turn away from us. That is so gracious that he may put us through stuff. But he is literally building us up for the next step in our lives. But we'll miss all of that if all we see is the transitional spaces. If we never look past that to see, what is the Lord cultivating in me this season? How is he cultivating it in me this season? And what can I do? Can I do anything? Is this my bumper harvest season where things are just going to come and it's not going to come because of anything that I do, but just because of the ground and the seeds that I've sown? Like, it's important to know where you stand and what season you're in and how that is going to affect you. But we miss all of this being focused on our toil and not our triumph. I implore you to search your hearts because for every season that you're in, there are lessons being learned. There are demonic spirits being casted down. There are generational curses being uprooted and killed. There are transitional periods in your life that are setting you up for your next step. And if you get boggled down by what is going on, you will miss the glory in the scenario that the Lord is trying to show in your life. It's time to self-evaluate. And if you ain't got no patience, please, it's a fruit of the spirit. Like, it's time to get some. If you don't know how to get some, it's very simple. All you have to do is pray, Lord, give me some patience. 
And he will answer it if your heart is earnest and genuine about it. Even if it's not, he probably going to answer it because we all need some patience, especially in this world. But it's time that we learn how to endure. It's time that we learn how to withstand the trials, how to resist the temptations during the storm so that we can stay in right alignment with the Lord. Don't let the temptation tempt you to move out of the sight of the Lord even for a second and you miss the promise. Be prepared. Get guarded, all right, guys? In the meantime, until our next time, if you are striving for purpose and you are in alignment with the Lord, just know that when purpose finds you, the Lord will too. Be safe, loves.